You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Federal Premium Ammunition and their new Centerfire Rifle Ammunition Terminal Ascent. Now, the Terminal Ascent has a slipstream polymer tip that helps flatten trajectories and initiates low-velocity expansion at longer ranges. The Terminal Ascent gives you match-grade long-range accuracy in a bonded hunting bullet and it comes in a variety of cartridges including the 6.5 Creedmoor, the 280 Ackley Improved, the 28 Nosler, the 7mm Remington Mag 30-06 and the 300 Win Mag. If you want to find more information about the Terminal Ascent, visit federalpremium.com and while you're there, check out It's Federal Season, the official podcast of Federal Ammunition. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 94, I think. Anyways, this week we're going to be talking with uh, my friends Ricky, Ray, and Spencer from Florida. We're down here at Deer Camp in Kentucky, and uh, we're chasing velvet bucks on public land. We're going to talk about our tactics and strategies going into this trip. Stay tuned. This is the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. everybody i'm gonna make this really really quick we are uh, at deer camp and it's late on the first night and i'm trying to get some sleep and so i'm gonna make this really fast but we got a really fun episode that we just recorded uh with uh with my friends spencer ray and ricky and we're all here in camp um just really uh thinking about our our tactics and strategies going into this early season velvet buck hunt in kentucky I think it's going to be a lot of fun this week, and I believe that some deer are going to hit the ground. These guys are um, some top-notch top deer hunters from Florida, and uh, they know how to get it done. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about spending the week with them. But before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you guys know that you can check out ScreeGear.com, and uh, you can get 10% off of your order at ScreeGear.com by using the code, all lowercase, all one word, Southern Ground. That'll save you 10% off of your order screegear.com also check out tethered nation i am uh, super excited about this hunt because it's going to be going on the tethered nation youtube channel i'm really pumped about it um i got to sit in my phantom this this evening saw some deer uh I'm talk a little bit about that in the episode but what i can tell you is that it was ultra comfortable and right now they are releasing some really cool stuff so make sure you check them out at tethered nation Dot com. All right, guys, 
let's get into this episode talking about early season hunting tactics in Kentucky. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Here uh, we are, what what time is it, like 10 o'clock? 10 o'clock at Deer Camp in Kentucky. And I uh, got some cool dudes here with me. And uh, we all just got out of the tree today. And uh, so I'm going to let you guys go around the, the room. We've got one returning guest uh, and two first-time guests. So that's pretty cool. So let's start with you. Returning guest. Ricky Bullard. From Florida, uh, just up here trying to kill a velvet buck. <laughs> it's yeah. a simple man. Yep. I'm just S- trying to kill me a velvet buck. Simple man That's with, it. Simple man with a simple plan. <laughs> That's right. So, Ricky, you had a uh, heck of a turkey season. I did. I did. I had a great season. We talked, we talked to you about turkey hunting, mm-hmm. and uh, you ended up killing, what, like two more or three more? Yeah, I went to Tennessee and killed two more. Um, just got into a wad of birds and killed two and made it a heck of a trip heck yeah dude yeah. that was that was pretty cool i was up here at the same time you were or not here but in tennessee the same time you were and yeah you're just crushing them man yeah that's I, awesome i would have taken a white one like you but <laughs> yeah hey you know whatever all right and uh first time guest to the podcast ray harwood and uh i'm up here also trying to get a velvet buck um first time i've been to kentucky in the summertime to hunt here so, <laughs> <laughs> so yep. we'll see what happens what do you think about it so far uh i like it i've never uh never been here so it's uh it's a little different than what i'm used to hunting but um gonna give it a shot yep all right spencer ford uh from jacksonville florida i live in st augustine but uh me and my buddy ray here we've been coming to kentucky for a couple years but usually for rut hunts and uh yeah early season here we try it out see about kill one in velvet and try some different tactics out yeah it's, it's uh different it's defi- different game early season it's definitely different like uh the one thing that that i've learned out here is just don't overthink it you know all you guys are living in florida so that is a place where you definitely have to think pretty hard you're not really going to go out and get lucky um like you have to do your homework, know what you're doing to be able to consistently kill bucks. You come to a place like this, and you legitimately could just get lucky right outside the parking lot mm-hmm. on a booner. You just never know, you know. Um, so tonight was our first sit, uh, and most of us saw bucks, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, how many times do you, can you say that? I would, you know, this is the first time being here at this specific place, and most of the guys saw bucks. Not tonight. on public land in Florida. No, it don't happen, man. It just <laughs> no, it don't happen. It don't happen. So Spencer, tell me about uh, tell me about like what what are you used to hunting? Uh, I kind of do things a little different down there. Well, maybe not different, but different from some. So yeah, you have all your normal managements and everything, but I kind of focus on marsh kind of tactics and in that atmosphere in Florida, it's maybe a little bit easier to relate it to B-style tactics. You can find beds much easier. The deer isolate more. You can use that water as pinch points. Um, it's just, it just makes Florida hunting a little bit easier because, you know, the you have a little bit of uh, advantage versus just wide openness of palmetto glades, gallberries, 
pines, endless pines, you know, little strands of, of hardwoods and, um, you know, so I kind of use that to my advantage, but, um, you know, up here it's a wide abundance of food, um, which is kind of similar to back home because, you know, when they're in a, a gallberry thicket or anything like that, I mean, they've, they've got all the food that they ever need and Florida stays green all year, so they've it's a constant food source and it's more just you know when the acorns fall that's a good food source outside of that they they can just eat on you know any any broadleaf leaves so and the gallberry the gallberry when i was when i hunted ocala last year um that seemed to be kind of the golden ticket um was that gallberry because it was almost i, I kind of compared it to like standing corn yeah right it's a it's basically a thicket. I mean, it's thick. It's almost impenetrable. Deer love it. Yeah. Um, and they don't really have to leave it. Yeah, everything's thick there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of, you know, you come up here and you try to get out of the open woods and get to a thicket. In Florida, you try to get out of a thicket and into a little piece of open woods, something that you can actually walk through. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got to utilize a lot of burn uh you know when they cut paths for burns and that sort of thing you know so you get get those little tram roads and whatnot and that's that's a lot of times your access points because you know things will just be too thick to even walk through down there mm -hmm. plus out there you've got uh a lot more dangerous things that you can step on yeah in those mm -hmm. thickets than you do i mean there's snakes and stuff here but i mean there's going to be significantly more in right. florida i think so uh so ricky what Y'all y'all all pretty much hunt the same style, the same type of area, correct? Is that yeah, pretty, is that pretty right? Pretty close. So Ricky, what's your what's your thoughts going into hunting early season Kentucky, um, where you really are just man that picked Sorry. up yeah, that picked no, up really should, well. Should have cracked them in front of the uh, <laughs> in front of the mic. Huh? Yeah. Yep, there it is. Yeah. Cracking knuckles. So what 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 are you doing here that would be different from the way that you're hunting? at home kind of like what are your expectations going into a trip like this that you haven't really ever done before well I'd, specifically in florida i would never hunt a field edge on public land because i mean you'd be wasting your time they're not coming there till well after dark if there is a field most places you know you might sure. have a little mode merge strip or a food plot or something but um so i'm trying to remember i don't have to be i don't have to go as far as i can and as deep as i can uh, because, like you said, you can kill a 140 next to the parking area. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to remember that. Keep it simple instead of trying to dive deep and overanalyze everything. Because that's what we have to do back home. Yeah. And, uh, I'm still gonna get in the woods in the mornings a little bit, but the field edges are gonna be taking the afternoon. I think. Yeah. Have y'all seen any? Have y'all talked to anybody that's killed a buck so far? No, mm -hmm. I haven't. No. I think only one's been killed. Really? I'll check, I'll check my Oh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Last year, you're sending them to me every day like, hey, this many bucks have been killed. I try to keep up with it. He made me He made me feel better, Spencer, last year when I killed that, that little buck. You're like, well, you're only one of, one of like nine that have been killed. Yeah. So yeah. don't feel too bad. But, I mean, that, that's – I remember – so my first year coming and hunting this early season hunt, August was – this is my third year doing it on the same place. And I almost, almost like, it's definitely type two fun. 
It really is. Like, I talk about type 2 fun a lot, which is, like, it's fun when you think about it afterwards, and it's fun to tell the story, but in the moment, you're just like, why am I here? Like, I could be sitting at home watching Netflix with my family, and I'm sitting here sweating my butt off with tick bites and freaking poison poison oak all over me. And, like, it's just, I mean, it's... It's really a it's a different kind of thing, but not too terribly far removed as far as like like on the miserable scale from Florida. Um, Embrace the suck. That's the whole season in Florida. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So is this kind of normal? Like this type of weather for you guys is this like ah nothing new. It's cool. This is cold. <laughs> this is cold. It's yeah. chilly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's you know, it can it can be this warm still in December. Yeah, every buck yeah. I killed yeah. last year, I was sweating. So and we get, we get cold snaps, you know. It's North Florida, so I mean, we'll, we'll get a couple, you know, hard freezes, you know, close, right at thirty-two. Sometimes like high twenties or something, but we get a couple of those a year, and a lot of times they don't happen until January. Yeah. yeah. So we have January and maybe like the first couple of weeks of February. That's our winter, and then it's over. And then it's season over. It's yeah. so hard, yeah. man. It's so hard to scout on Onyx and like try to find transition lines and stuff in Florida. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's just all green. It's just a giant it just green patch. Stays green all the time. Yeah. Um, but you guys seem to do pretty well. Like yeah, okay. Ricky did real good last year. He killed yeah, all five of his Florida bucks and killed a uh, one. Jo- you killed uh, five bucks in Florida. I killed four. Oh, I killed sorry. four in a doe. Yeah, so. but that's still a full tag. Oh, well, never mind. I'm just <laughs> you, you, get, you get five deer. It could be five bucks. Yeah. but uh, It's all different zones, right? Like, you you have to travel to different zones to be able to do that? No. Is that statewide? Frick. So, yeah. you are you can kill five bucks, <laughs> yeah. or you can kill four bucks in one doe, or three bucks in, in two does. Yeah. But we don't have does open all the time. We have, well, in our zone, it's only one weekend, and then... You also have archery season. Yeah. Um, some other zones are a little different. I, I don't keep up with it real good, but, um, yeah. you know, real limited opportunities. Not like some other states where you just you kill your doe any time yeah. that you feel like killing it. Um, so, Alabama's like that. We've got, we've got some uh, doe days and stuff. You can kill a doe every day of the season <coughs> with a bow if you yeah. want to. But with a rifle, you have certain doe days that you can – and it's usually like two different weeks out of the season in some zones. Now, some zones you can kill a doe every day with a rifle. Um, so it, 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 I think whenever I compare, you know, Alabama is definitely, I would say, better, a better hunting than Florida is. But, I mean, you come to Kentucky, and Kentucky's kind of like, it's one of those places where you can tell, like, they've been very strict on the, the laws. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you get one buck. One buck a year. I've come out here one time in uh, January, right at the end of the season, and I was the only person on this WMA because everybody else is – I mean, at that point, everybody's probably killed a buck. Right. They're, they're done hunting. Well, um, any, all the guys like us that are out of staters are not planning their trips then. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah, Everybody exactly. wants to come for the rut or they come up and try to get an early one, and then a lot of those guys are done. Yeah. And you're only competing with the locals, which the local pressure isn't as bad up here as the, yeah. the out-of-state pressure is where it's really at. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of out-of-state, a lot <laughs> of Louisiana, a lot of Alabama. Everywhere. Tennessee. Um, yeah. That's one thing that Nor- I've – Northern states too. You know, yeah. guys yeah. that got good hunting. You see guys from Ohio, Indiana. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen Wisconsin tags, Michigan. 
all of them. It's crazy. <laughs> everybody, everybody comes over here. It's crazy. I mean, it's a cool opportunity to be able to go out and and kill a buck in velvet. Yeah. And like like we've talked about already, you just never know in this state, um, especially for a southern guy who's just not used to hunting places where there's a lot of deer. Yeah. Like, you'll find deer tracks right outside the parking lot out here. Like, it's just not – it's nothing – I literally hunted like 300 yards from the parking lot tonight because I got here late, and I saw a big buck, and I saw two does. So yeah. I mean, that's a good, that's a dang good sit in Alabama. That's like, right. you know, that's every once in a while you'll have a day where you see a big buck. You right. know, out here it's like I just kind of on the whim with bad wind went out and and did it. So I think I think the the main thing that that I've learned out here in doing this like early season. Um, hunting ag is just not overthinking things. Mm-hmm. You know, we tend to us, us southern guys, especially we, like we talked about, we have to overthink things sometimes because you you got to overthink. Like I use the kayak; that's part of. I'm overthinking my access because I have to. Right. I don't have a choice, really, if I want to see deer. Um, and you guys do kind of the same thing. I know you use water access quite a bit, right, Spencer? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Do you? I know you did. You went to you went down to South Florida. Yeah, I little, saw. Little, How was that? That was rough. I saw way more gators than I did deer. Um, I, and I saw two does on one of the levees down there, but it was just so thick. It's like South Florida and North Florida, are like two totally different worlds. But but yeah, that was that was a water access only WMA. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean cool. that was like what two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, first couple weeks of august and they actually open august 1st down there so that's crazy we talked to a guy uh hunts down in the everglades mm-hmm. and uh that was a cool episode just kind of talking about how different that culture is and even yeah. even your, y'all's culture is different than alabama and then alabama's the hunting culture is different than it is here yeah i think i listened to that one they you know they and it's south florida is different from north florida yeah you know i mean it's two different like once you get south of melbourne everybody's they, they, you don't hardly run regular boats everyone's got air boats and yeah you know and then, i believe yeah. the deer right down there in, in august don't they yeah, yeah late july early august yeah and that, that's something well you know he tried to take advantage of it going south florida but if if you if you follow the state around you know you can have a season almost all year it starts in july i think in the south end of the state and if you go to the panhandle you go all the way up to mid or in the second or third week of february so you got like so, so, i mean you got and then, and you then got you turkey season, season and then you're right back in it <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean so but it's but it's really tough in florida it's, you know our population is so high that uh, we don't have that many areas except for some of the really big areas that are not quota so almost everything you have to pull a tag for you gotta pull a quota tag for mm-hmm. so that makes it pretty tough um, and they do reissues and stuff but hell i got I got one tag for a gun hunt, and it's actually on a dog. It's a dog management, but I'm gonna go in and still hunt it. I'll still hunt down in the in the creek bottom and just let the dogs run the deer up and yeah. down all day. I've seen some guys kill some pretty nice ones doing that. So. Yeah, I mean that's a, it's a good tactic that worked for me when I was in Florida. Yeah, just basically get around where the dogs are pushing deer at, and they'll be slipping. They'll slip up and down the creek. Yeah, you know. and that, I mean it worked. There was one day out there where, um, I mean I saw like 14 deer. 
I saw one deer that I think was probably a buck. It was it was doing like that. It was kind of just slipping in the shadows. Yeah. Um, I just never got a good look at it. But I saw like 14 different deer, black bears. Did uh, you say where you hunt? Uh, would that be name dropping? Ocala. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I say it's, it. It's such a big damn it's place. It's so big, yeah. It's, it's almost Do they still run dogs down there? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a dying come to Florida thing. Florida Ocala, how about it, buddy? That's kind of that's yeah. what I think. I'm like, you know. Like, <laughs> We're not really spot burning. That's yeah. a lot of acreage right yeah. there. And uh, Florida's tags are, what, like $40 for a non-resident? It's super yeah. cheap. Uh, Nobody's yeah. going to Florida to hunt as a non-resident. Only for turkey. Yeah, yeah. turkeys. They come for the you know, Osceola. That's that's a that's a big a big pool, but deer. I mean, nobody's doing it. I love. I, I freaking love it. Like that's number one until I make it happen. That number one thing that I want to do is kill a buck in Florida. Um, that'll be the one of the great. Like I don't even care what it is. I may get it mounted. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's getting better because um, not to go too long wind on that, but you know it, that five five deer tag which is still excessive you know compared to a lot of <laughs> states it used to be two, day. Day. two deer a day yeah and they and and like i said it was buck only pretty much so you could kill two bucks a day every day whole season so do you feel like the ridiculous. do you and feel like point regulation and stuff too do you feel like the um the deer population in florida could be good like could be great or do you think it has the habitat to be able to produce a a great deer population? Some places. I mean, it just depends on the, like, around the big cities, probably not. But, like, North North Florida, the Panhandle, the Panhandle especially, like Tallahassee area, yeah. uh, Madison. I mean, back in the day, I big deer there. maybe did a little outlawing in some places I shouldn't have been. And, <laughs> you know, these places were controlled, like, nobody, nobody hunted them, you know. Yeah. And they're still just, like, you hit this kind of limit, it seems yeah. like. And... There's plenty of food. There's plenty of bedding, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's. I don't know. Yeah, I've seen I'm quite a few nice bucks killed in Florida, though. Um, there's there's a Facebook page um, that uh that shows quite a few. I mean, you'd be surprised. Yeah, they kill a bunch yeah. of real nice ones in South Florida. I mean, that's where the state record came from. Was uh, it was in South Florida, really? Mm-hmm. Green Swamp. Yeah, Green Swamp. I, I didn't know that when it first opened. Yeah, which that's not necessarily that's more Central Florida, isn't it? That's pretty mm-hmm. close to where I hunted Green Swamp. Yeah, it's uh, it's like it's, it's like right outside Claremont. Yeah, yeah. it's then, South Florida for us. But. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> another one around Orlando that's good, and uh, Alachua County's good, and then you know it's kind of that that central belt line that follows mm-hmm. uh, Georgia's Flint River down. It's that same just good fertile soil. I forget the county names like Jackson and maybe Hamilton or something like that. Hamilton, Leon, kind of like halfway over into the Panhandle. Those those couple states right on the Georgia line, they get some hammers right there. Yeah. I know I always, when I when I go through, like, Tallahassee area, really when I cross over the Alabama state line, mm-hmm. Alabama-Florida state line, I start seeing a lot of deer, um, not anything huge, you know, never really anything huge. I know they're there. Yeah. Um, uh, Chase Prince, uh, Walter Lee's co-host with yeah. uh, Chase and Kells, he kills some great deer, and I think he lives pretty close to where you guys are at. Yeah. Um, he he kills some he kills some really solid deer. I, I've just always been curious. Uh, I've talked to Walt about this before about if Florida could maintain a healthy like a good deer population to make it great. And he's kind of of the opinion that's like it, it just doesn't really have the habitat to support like a 
like a Kentucky style, like. Right. I mean, I'm not an ecologist or anything, but I mean, there's there's no real high protein, and the and the soil's not that good. I mean, we got some ag there, and I mean, even the areas where I mean, we got ag all in St. Johns County where I live. There's you know a lot of corn grown. It's mostly corn, cabbage, and potatoes, but um, you know, there's still just not you know hundreds of deer in the field. You yeah. Know. I mean, I got a buddy that does depredation permits out there and just kills them all summer long, but it's not huge numbers or nothing. Yeah. You know. So I, I don't know. Uh, uh, I know that deer in general are supposed to have a, a certain amount of habitat diversity as far as open area versus, you know, woods. And you know, maybe it's the fact that we don't have much open area. Yeah. So that might be having something to do with it. So so talking from the perspective of a guy, um, you know, from Florida, which there's going to be a lot of Louisiana, Florida, uh, those, those yeah. like southern state guys that are going to travel up to uh, Kentucky – states like Kentucky, Indiana, places like that, where you, you do have a really large deer population and a lot of good bucks. Um, what would you say, which I know y'all, I know y'all haven't really done this a whole lot, but obviously you guys kill good deer on a regular basis in Florida. Um, what would you say is like your main focus going in? We'll start with you, Ricky. What's your main focus going in to a place like this? Like, what are you looking for? Um, what to you? Because everywhere has deer sign. There's lots yeah. of deer sign everywhere. What to you screams like, yeah, I'm gonna hunt here. So, I mean, it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of hard to look for buck sign because all the buck signs old. You know what I mean? They're right. still in velvet. So, I'm just focusing on food and numbers of deer, and I'm just hoping that when I find those numbers, I'll run into you know maybe like have a bachelor group of bucks come in or. Um, maybe even cutting off the food from, you know, don't, don't hunt right on it, get back off of it and let those does come past you. And then you know, maybe you can catch a buck slipping in before, trying to slip in before dark. But that's pretty much it. I mean, the, the whole right now, just being up here for a week, the whole trying to find a buck bed thing is just not, I mean, that's what I try to do in Florida and some in Georgia. But right now on this trip, it's just not, not really on my radar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get that. That was my first year coming out here. I was like, oh, I found this awesome buck bed. And, yeah. like, like I'm going to hunt this thicket and all this stuff. Yeah. And that could be good. I mean, it, in the mornings maybe, you know, or something like that. But, my gosh, man. I mean, we saw a pile of beds today. Yeah, we but, found I beds. Mean, I mean, beds isn't a problem. But, uh, yeah, right now it's thick. It's hard to get up close to any beds or anything. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think some of them are bedding close to the field uh, along the field edge and I had some of that even in in late season uh, where they would bed on the on the edge uh, near fields or CRP but um, sorry I kind of jumped in front of Ray oh, that's all right <laughs> my my plan is basically just trying to uh, get my eyes on this place for uh, for November hopefully I'll get drawn for it um, from what I've seen just today um, Every time I, every time I pull up to a um, a uh, bean field, um, I just there's a ton of trucks there, so I just uh, I think I'm gonna switch over and start looking at the corn and try to see what I can find over there. A little less pressure. That's an interesting that's an interesting tactic. So, I've felt the same way, a lot of times about corn. Corn you cannot see very far. It's basically like a big thicket. 
you know, six foot high, seven foot high thicket, mm-hmm. and the deer live in it. You right. know, I mean, they're protected like crazy in that stuff. And you know, as soon as they cut that corn, these deer are going to be on their feet big time. Um, but you also know that they're living in it. I mean, if you've Thank walked God. through a cornfield out here, you'll see like there are big deer living in those cornfields. And you just, you would never know it because you're not, you're just not going to see them. Um, so that's an interesting thing. And I think it could, it could work out for you. Like, because I've thought the same thing, like, man, all everybody's going to concentrate around these beans. But, again, I always come back to stop freaking overthinking it, Parker. Just go sit on a bean field. <laughs> well, that, that's what I'm going to do in the morning. I'm going to go sit uh, on a cornfield. And what I noticed was it seemed like the edges where the bean fields are, everything's just grown up. There's no – you can't really even see, you know, on the edge good. But on the cornfields, it seems to be, you know, the corn's tall and then everything else is shorter, and they seem to have trails coming right along the edge of the corn. So that's uh, that's what I'm going to do in the morning. That's an interesting. I, I hope that works out. Yeah. That would be uh, that would be pretty cool because, like I said, a lot of people are focused around those bean fields. And also we're on a full moon right now, mm-hmm. you know, like they may not hit the bean fields till after dark, which is likely. I mean, most of them are probably – doing that in the morning times may be the best time to catch a deer going from a bean field into a cornfield where they can sit all day they can stand up and eat if they want to mm-hmm. they pretty much have everything they need yeah. pretty much close by right. so mm-hmm. I, I mean i think that's a good good solid they are eating the corn i've seen uh today when i walked you could tell that they were you know they were hitting it it's just uh it's just hard to see them yeah that could be that could be you know that could fall into the uh, category of an overlooked area this time of year mm-hmm. is hunting corn. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, when they cut it, when they cut the corn, like that's that's well, that's the, what I'm hoping will happen golden Tuesday. Golden ticket. Yeah, it, um, would, it would spread out some of the pressure. Yeah, it would. You know, because then I mean, there's plenty of different areas to hunt, and mm-hmm. there are you know several different fields. But when half of them are corn, you know, everybody's concentrated to those handful of bean fields and and pretty much none of the beans i've seen out here this year are yellowing at all yet little Mm -hmm. spots of them yeah yeah. deer still feeding on those so spencer what's your what's your main tactic Uh, moving into this yeah i mean uh, you know in the afternoons like i said it's a keep it simple kind of thing so the the bean fields does work you know it works at the very least to see deer uh, you know, hopefully you can get one that, that works by you um, or, you know, do an observation set, see where they're going or where they're coming from, one or the other, and uh, tighten up on them. So that's the that's always the best plan. But, I mean, the better plan is to be from up here. And kind of like I was telling you, this place lends itself to someone who has the time to, to scout it for you know, maybe weeks. It'll take you to sit multiple different fields, blast those fields, mm-hmm. uh, yep. find out where those bucks are coming in and out, and then have your, everything set up, and you can go kill one day one. But you know, guys like us, you come up here and you, know, you map scout. Map scout don't tell you where the buck's coming out on the field, just tell yeah. you where the field is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and <laughs> the terrain and topography, it, it doesn't always lead them into, you know, some, some fields maybe, you know, it'll lead them into certain areas, but... You know, the buck I saw in the field today, he was up on the high ridge of it. You know, you think they'd be off, the, you know, on the back where no one could really see him. Mm-hmm. He, he's up on the high ridge of it in the middle of the field. Can't shoot him from the edge. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, you go out there and 
stalker sit in the middle of the beam and try to get him. But uh, that was where the so buck, the buck that I saw today. There's I'm, beds in the middle of I'm it. I'm sure he was bedded in the bean field. Um, I only could see he was running at one point, uh, and I could just see him when he would come up out of it, you yeah. know. And it, I mean, it was they, they were pretty tall in there, but yeah. I'm sure he was. I never. I was glassing that that edge all evening long, and I didn't see that deer until he was in the middle of the field. So I'm sure he was just bedded up somewhere in that field. Oh yeah. No, what I walked through was belly high, and I mean, I, it wasn't even a real wide field, and it yeah, know, it'll whoop you just to walk through that crap. So and you better um, have some freaking permethrin on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, so yeah, that's kind of you know the afternoon tactic and. And if they do start cutting the corn, that's good. Me and Ricky walked about eight miles today, <laughs> did a big loop, and uh, we did find, you know, plenty of sign, concentrated trails on, you know, following paralleling ridges and that sort of thing, and, you know, the standard stuff going down fingers, um, you know, convergence of trails, uh, got some creek crossings, that sort of thing. Uh, and that's what I'm going to be sitting on in the morning is get off the back edge of a ridge and, uh, you know, I know that the bottoms mess with your wind a little bit, but uh, you know, you can only play it so so much, especially in a crowded area. You get isolated into how many spots you can go hunt, and yeah. you know, it's like you some point you just got to dive in and hope it all works out right, or you can you know you can watch what your wind's doing with your milkweed or whatever, and then try to kill him before he catches it. Interesting, interesting story. So I didn't get any milkweed this year, but. There's some up here. I know. There yeah. is some. So I just grabbed a bunch of cotton balls from the house, yeah. and uh, they work awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm using rabbit fur. Yeah, I've, I've got, got some rabbit fur, fur in my rabbit, so. I breed rabbits. So yeah, yeah. When, Dude, that's actually a pretty good idea. When they, it's a really close second to, uh, to milkweed. That is awesome. Yeah, when, when it's not they, quite as good. I got uh, some, some New Zealand whites, and when they pull their belly fur for, for nesting when they have their babies. All that belly fur, you just take it, you know, all the clean fur, and I'll bag it up. And, That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, works. Works Let's just see as it. good. I want, yeah, I want to see some. I mean, it's stuff. not, it's not like milkweed's expensive or anything. You buy a bag of it for five dollars on eBay, but that gummit, man. Yeah, rabbit fur is really soft. Rabbit it, fur. It, it floats. So Didn't if you want today, a lifetime yeah. supply of Windicator, you just start breeding rabbits. Right. Yeah. How in the crap do you or start breeding rabbits? That's such you, a random or you thing. Buy a fifteen dollar rabbit and shave it. You <laughs> got a lifetime <laughs> supply. Or just go rabbit hunting and yeah, you cut do the that. fur off. All right. Not so too many white ones. Man. We can't uh, we can't go any further until you talk about you breed rabbits. That's the weirdest thing ever. That's random. Is that weird? It's he pretty doesn't weird. Breed them. He let, he breeds them with other rabbits. Yeah, you don't actually. I ain't the biggest them. boy in the world, but <laughs> I can't get in the rabbit. <laughs> I'll leave. Oh, man. So, breeding like rabbits. Tight, but damn. <laughs> Is that too much? We got to edit Maybe. That. I don't know. I probably won't because it's late and I'm tired. But, so, um, how did you start breeding rabbits? That's. Uh, how did I start doing why, that? Maybe the right question is, why do you breed rabbits? For meat. Meat rabbits. Eat them. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, is it good? And, and I might sell some, too. I really hadn't I hadn't bred a whole bunch of them. I gave one to him. I My gave one to a few people. One. I've eaten a handful. But um, it's, it's well, a Well, I'm building story. a house right now. It's kind uh, of. Yeah, you know. I've, I've been in this in-between stage. So I, I live on a, a creek down there. Um, I'm not going to 
I'll say it in case I got stalkers or something. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I live on a creek. I'm building a house on the creek, and I have another house right down the road on a canal, like a little trailer. We've been living in the trailer trying to build this house. It's like a quarter mile apart, so like half my hunting crap's down there, half of it's at the trailer that I live in. My rabbits are down there, and this, you know, everything's just spread out, and it's uh, my life's a mess. It's a pain in the butt. So they, I just have, I have a pain in the butt. I haven't given them the yeah. Ray, I gave him one too, so he's got one for his daughter. But um, are you gonna kill it and eat it? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> he's probably gonna die though. He's got <laughs> ear mites and all kinds of other problems. And my my daughter loves them, so I can't tell her like when one disappears, you know where it went. <laughs> you know, have some rabbits stroking yes. off yeah. the next day. Rabbits do. Yeah. There's Thumper. Uh, they're yeah. good though. Have you ever had a rabbit? I've had wild rabbit. Yeah. Is it taste the same as a yeah bred rabbit? I don't eat a whole lot of wild rabbit. You know. I have. They taste the same. Yeah. To me, they do. Yeah. yeah. Rabbit hunting's big up here. Yeah, it is. You know, see a lot of people rabbit hunting up here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have dogs. I've never really been like super into it. We uh we used to, cause you can spotlight jackrabbits in Texas where I was raised at mm-hmm. and we'd fill up a bed of a truck with jackrabbits just going out and shooting them but they were they had all the uh worms and all that crap in it you know whenever we'd do it, go out and do it so we just never we just never really ate them but um i have had rabbit before um we got off on a rabbit trail yeah, we <laughs> where did we leave off about <laughs> winning tactics yeah so so what's your we, we were talking ray kind of shared about hunting corn and yeah. stuff like that so spencer well, i talked your... about the beans in the afternoon and then like in the morning i'm gonna drop off that ridge and there's just some converging trails uh that intersect right there and i, I killed a doe not not real long from it it was just right up the the edge of the creek but there's there's a couple different thickets uh you know there's there's bedding back there there's hillside bedding and there's thickets and um which right now i think that they're probably on that the hillsides are probably thick enough for them that they'll bed there even as protective cover type bedding right now because mm-hmm. um, the thickets are so damn thick uh, i feel like the bucks maybe because they're velvet and stuff they're just not really diving off into that as much they don't really need to mm-hmm. you know but later in the year uh they are in there yeah and you know i had a couple encounters and then i killed that doe uh, so you know these these deer here it's you know i'm still learning it this is only my second time up here but uh, they they seem to transition from once this is you know once this food source is hot and the corn becomes hot and that corn's cut they run out of that bedding and they start getting pushed around and then they, they get do. pushed around with the pressure they get pushed back further and then later on in hard horn you know that CRP becomes a big thing so yeah you know, it's kind of acorns dropping that yep. becomes huge so we found a bunch of persimmons that are still green you know so once that happens soon we probably won't be back up when when that's right but yeah if, if it was right that was a damn hole right there buddy we found yeah. a bunch of them yeah but uh but yeah so i just uh you know i'm I, like ricky said earlier i'm generally not one to hunt a field edge my only experience with it is in georgia and you see a few does and you know the bucks don't hit them but up here it's a little bit different so, it is different you know I'll, I'll i'll try some different stuff and do it in the afternoons uh but in the mornings i want to be backed off into the woods a little bit and try to catch them you know that food to bed yeah and, uh, yeah that's i mean that's kind of my i have like i said this is my this is my third year doing this this hunt and uh 
every every year it kind of seems like something different happens. Last year I felt like I saw more bucks in the morning, saw more deer movement around nine o'clock in the morning um, than I did even in the evenings. Um, but I mean, things are different. Like it it changes. Like you said, like you said, there were some wide oak acorns that were dropping. Yeah. That's going to change some things, you know, for that yeah. area. Those deer are going to hit it. Have you hunted fields up here in the mornings? I'm trying to think if I have or not. Uh, I mean, they're bedding in the beans, so, I, you know, uh, yeah. uh, again, it's something that, like, normally I wouldn't do that. And, you know, you got to get yeah. kind of creative, like, how are you going to hunt them? But so I know, have, they're in a bed-to-food pattern, and they bed right inside the food. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I, I don't think I've hunted a field edge in the morning out here maybe ever i've hunted close to a field i've mm-hmm. hunted in like kind of a, a long strip of woods that's in between fields you know but i mean and it's only probably 100 yards maybe less wide so i've been close to the fields and stuff but um last year when we were down here or up here i guess uh there was a kid i mean didn't really seem like anybody who really knew what he was doing all that much like they they walked out on opening morning sat over a bean field had a bachelor group of three big bucks come up to him and he shot a big eight point simple as that in the morning yeah. and it was like and they, he watched it die i mean we were hanging out with these guys they were staying in the same camp as us um and came same area and uh they were shooting their bows and their bows were out of tune and like making all kinds of <laughs> creaking noises and stuff like these guys, which yeah. is uh, is great. I'm glad they're out here sure. enjoying it and stuff. But you could tell they weren't the kind of guys that were just like out there like taking it real serious. They're yeah. just like, oh, we'll go up, well, maybe kill a deer, and they killed a great deer. That's the type thing that happens up here. Mm-hmm. And that's back to some of the first stuff you said. You know, you start overthinking it, and you know, we're working hard and walking all these miles, and we can just pop into a side of a field that's right next to the parking area and you can kill a good one but i was talking to a, a guy last year i think and i kind of I, I keep telling these stories just to drive home the purpose of this podcast would be for anybody looking to come and do a hunt like this you know an early season hunt who's used to like grinding and like like you're gonna have to grind out here but it's gonna be different things you're gonna have to grind because you got poison oak and you got ticks all over your junk and you got you know you're tired and it's hot but the grind isn't necessarily you don't it doesn't have to be the miles and that's why we, i keep wanting to drive this home to people yeah. to help them out you know um but there was a guy last year uh who was talking about his guy from louisiana and they i believe they had a lease out here and uh there was like a lot of guys out there or something and they just decided to come and hunt public for an evening and one of them ended up killing at like a 140 and he said that uh, he just kind of, they were just, it was on a whim, just went out and sat somewhere. Dude came and walked by him, and he was whistled at him, was like, hey, I'm here. The guy walked away, and like 15 minutes later, a buck came down that same path that that guy just left on. Buck came out, he shot him. Yeah. 140-inch buck. Like, this kind of stuff just doesn't, like, it's hard to understand when you're so used to get away from the pressure and get away from the roads and get away from the field edges yeah. when that I mean that's literally the first year I came out here the the wildlife manager guy out here he was telling me that there was like 10 bucks on opening open week 
uh, that got killed out of the same field. Like, that's crazy. That's unheard of. Yeah. yeah, like they're just they they don't necessarily they have to eat and they're gonna eat what's best and right now what's best is those beans and so they're gonna do it. The hardest thing is just working around the pressure. Right. You know, it's, it's like heavy, what it's heavily pressured. What you know? what Jason said earlier, he's like, the deer don't care so much about the pressure. They don't, they care less about the pressure than we do. Like right. we care about the pressure, so it makes us yeah. make decisions that maybe are like maybe are less than awesome decisions. You know. I think uh, for here, I think with with all the ag, I think in the morning, really you should uh, probably try to set up in a strand somewhere and probably leave about an hour earlier than you normally would just to try to, you know, because the deer are going to be coming, if they're leaving the fields, they're going to be coming early. Yeah, I agree. I can see that. Well, cool. Well, this is going to be a short podcast because it's late and we got to get up early and uh, go kill. All four of us got to kill a buck tomorrow, so, so. it's going to be a long day dragging deer out. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe – Maybe two of us will kill one in the morning and two of us in the evening, and we can all pack up and go home. Right. Make it easy, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. <laughs> With Ricky's luck, we may we may be able to do it. I hope I didn't lose the luck from last year. We'll see. Yeah. They say once you kill a white yeah. animal, you're, you're unlucky from that point forward. I think that's a Native American thing, and so I'm interested to see how my season turns out. Yeah. The last game animal that I killed was a, a white turkey, so – we shall see. I had a good year in Florida, but I only killed the doe in Kentucky. So you did. You crushed it in Florida. Yeah, yeah you I, shot. I shot four, four bucks. bucks. Four bucks. Yeah. yeah. Four, three of them were four and a half year old deer. That's and one, good. Uh, one of them was uh, probably a two and a half year old buck. But, but yeah, it's I, a buck I'm, in I'm, Florida. I'm, oh yeah, I'm not uh, near as picky yeah. down there. I wouldn't be. You know, up here, I'd get a little more picky. Heck yeah. Well, cool. Well, we're gonna go. Uh, kill some bucks but uh actually we're gonna go sleep and then kill some bucks and um i think it's gonna be good thank you guys so much yeah, for staying up and recording this podcast right yeah i'm looking forward to a, a fun-filled week packing guys, them out it's gonna be yeah. good be a good time all right guys if uh if you ever decide that you want to come and do an early season hunt in a state like tennessee where you can do the early season velvet hunt Kentucky, you got Nebraska, you've got North Dakota. There's a handful of states that are open right now. South Carolina, um, I imagine that one would probably be a little bit. Is it North Carolina or South Carolina that's open? South Carolina, South South Carolina, Carolina. but the, yeah. the lower end of it, what yeah. they call the low country. So I would imagine that one's a little bit different than the stuff that we've been talking about, but it may not be, I don't know. Um, Georgia's pretty soon, too. Georgia opens next weekend, the 12th. Yeah, it's always a week before Florida. Yep. So, I mean, there's a there's a handful of opportunities for anybody listening to this who wants to go out and do an early season hunt, maybe try to kill a deer in velvet. Um, so uh, I hope you guys listen to this and maybe take something away from it. Um, I know I learn something every single time I do this hunt, and uh, I have no doubt that, uh, that one day the stars are going to align and it may not be this trip, may not be next year, may not be the year after that. Stars are going to align eventually, and... I'm going to be able to kill a big velvet Get buck. Get some of that. Yep. That uh, good luck like some of those guys just jump right on the field and kill one. But yep. I don't have that luck. Yep. Yeah. I do sometimes. Sometimes I don't. I just, <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> depends. So, uh, so yeah, if you if you want to plan on doing a trip like that, 
Um, make sure you check out states like Kentucky, and I, I really want to do the North Dakota hunt or Nebraska. I think that would be a lot of fun. But um, if you are going to be in the woods this week, remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. Talk to you next time.